Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Betches Media presents Diet Starts Tomorrow. But I stand behind my decision to avoid salad and other disgusting things. With hosts Remy Casimir. I'll have what she's having. And Emily Lubin. Remember, choose like you have a secret. We're here to amuse your boosh. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Emily. And I'm Remy. And today we are joined by the body and sex positivity, women's empowerment, and plus-size fashion creator, Megan Ixum. But first, we have a very exciting new Betches project to chat about. Yes, this holiday season, we're bringing the holiday event of the season right to you. And we want to welcome you all to the Betches Holiday House. It's so cute. It's very cute. (laughs) Expect new videos you've never seen before, Betches throwbacks, fun games, our favorite products and gifts, and so much more. There'll be tons of cool stuff, including exclusive promo codes and real-life holiday confessions that you won't want to miss. What do you mean, it's a house? It's online. Yeah, so it's a virtual house. It's a virtual, adorable little house. Yeah, it's a very pertinent question. For all the things that you would want. Out of your holiday. Out of your holiday, including an exclusive DST Back for Seconds recipe, our favorite products to shop in the house. (laughs) So if you want, head to Betches.co slash Holiday House now to check it out and keep coming back all season long for more cool surprises. You know, this is perfect because I love gingerbread houses. Mm -hmm. I love, you know, the Christmas vibes in New York City, but I hate leaving home. Same. And and so we don't have to and we can still experience the magic. Yeah. What did you do this holiday season? I went to the holiday house. It sounds social. It sounds like you went to Taylor Swift's house is what it sounds like in Rhode Island. Sounds like a blast. Get involved, you guys. (laughs) Betch's holiday house. Okay, I'm so excited for this episode. Um, You've met Megan before. How do you guys know each other? It's a funny story. I actually met her because she dated one of my friends. Yeah, a few years ago, she dated uh, another comedian. Um, And so that's how I met her. And kind of via her, I was introduced to this whole fat acceptance movement. Mm -hmm. She was one of the first people that I spoke to on RAP Diets, which is a a podcast that I did before this one. And 
she was the first person that I heard refer to herself as a fat activist. Mm-hmm. Megan is a proud fat woman, mm-hmm. and um, she's very, very pro um, fat people being allowed to live their lives, mm-hmm. you know, just as you would if you were a thin person or yeah. no matter what. And the the what I think is really great that she does is that's what she talks about a lot is like, why do we have this perception that only when I look this way can I do this? Can it be acceptable she to is, exist? And she's somebody who really exemplifies that. She travels a lot. Mm-hmm. She, um, she talks- lives very fully. Like she like, I've just been following her like the weeks up to us doing this mm-hmm. episode. And I'm like, oh my God, she makes me want to live my life differently. Oh yeah. And like when you look at her step counts, her step counts are absurd. Like this is a I woman who- her step counts. Oh, you gotta, you gotta check out okay. the step counts. Okay. Where do you she, see those? She posts them on her stories sometimes, oh. like just her oh, oh, daily oh, 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 step oh, counts. Nice. It's just, the only reason why I bring that up is because I think there are a lot of misconceptions about fat people. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think if you're fat, that automatically means you're unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I just think Megan does a fantastic job of showing, yes, you can live a wonderful life and a very healthy life mm-hmm. and exist in a larger body. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to talk to her about that. And I'm excited to talk about bad body image days, which is, it's something that we need to talk more about because it's something that everyone experiences no matter what kind of body you live in. Yeah. I actually, before she comes, I just wanted to tell you something that you helped me with already. Oh my God. Um, Re-bad body image days. Um, We did a recording on How Come, my other podcast, Mm -hmm. um, where we were talking about, you know, starting this podcast and what it means for us and stuff. And you were saying- the days that I'm feeling like insecure, like most other people, you would say, okay, well, cover up a mirror or something like something that you couldn't say to me because we're, you know, on, on camera. camera. Right. Yeah. Um, but I do still struggle with like, I have this massive mirror at my boyfriend's house. And every time I walk by it, I am body checking, which is a term that you taught me as well. Mm-hmm. Body always- checking for, for those who don't yeah. know, it's like when you kind of turn and contort and try to like pinch your arm and like yeah, they, like look at your stomach just and, like very little ways that you kind of check to make sure you are still okay whatever right, that means right. like it, it's not even or just checking in to be like oh how bad am I you know like right. it's just it's a way of taking inventory that's not necessarily healthy and I was walking by this mirror all the time and you were saying oh well, we'll just cover up a mirror so I moved it to over a window that has two drapes on it So now if I'm having like a bad body image day, I just close the drapes over the mirror. And then if I need to use the mirror just to like check my outfit or something, I open the drapes again. That is incredibly smart. You should patent that. (laughs) I think... I think we can just pass it on to others for oh, yeah. good I mean, information. I, listen, we'll talk business after this, but um, if you're listening right now, great tip. I think, it, yeah. Yeah, and and I'm sure we're going to have so many more tips. I'm sure Megan's going to have tips for us. Anyway, I'm mostly just excited to see her again because it's been a long-ass time mm-hmm. um, since I've last seen her. So let's get let's into it. it. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always find the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. 
Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And they're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to newly, that's N U U L Y dot com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N U U L Y dot com, newly with two U's with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. What up? We're in the studio with Megan Ixum. Welcome, Megan. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's my first time in the studio. I'm so excited to be here. We're Love so the pink. excited that you're here. Um, for those who aren't familiar with your work, can we start out? Just tell us about yourself and how you became a content creator. Oh, my goodness. Well, first and foremost, I like to consider myself more of a body activist okay. than a content creator. Okay. But I think that's Sean, totally edit fair. that out. I'm embarrassed. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. So we get a bad rap. So I'm like activist first. Yeah, yeah. So I started on my journey about seven years ago, which feels just such a long time when I actually mm -hmm. look back. But I started back on this journey creating fat positive content because I was currently struggling with myself outside of college. Mm -hmm. And it really developed as an outlet for me to explore those themes, explore, you know, things that brought joy to my life, mm -hmm. ways that I could express myself while being in control of my content. And then it just grew from there. Yeah. So it started out as kind of like a personal journey that yes, you were using absolutely. the content for. And I know a little bit about um, your background, but Remy knows nothing. So why don't you fill us in? I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> At all. When you were growing up, you definitely didn't feel positive about your body, right? Absolutely not. I mean, I think... By the age of nine, I was enrolled in Weight Watchers. Oh, Jesus. Um, you know, I was in and out of diets from that period until about 25 when I eventually, you know, received recovery from my eating disorder. And thankfully, I've been in recovery ever since. But I mean, I think I've tried every single diet known to man. Mm -hmm. I was making a joke about the master cleanse the other day. And I was like, mm, I could just taste the turmeric and lemon. Oh, my. I literally, I get flashbacks. <laughs> Remy did the master cleanse. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God, did you do the cottage cheese? I did not do the cottage oh, cheese. What's the cottage cheese? Oh my God, it's like when you eat a bowl of cottage cheese for three meals a day for like five days. Oh, oh. okay. Well, I did bring up, I did the South Beach diet. This was oh, a couple yeah. episodes ago. Did you do the South Beach I diet? Did, oh my God. I made a joke about how every important event in my family, we went to Rhodesia because we were always on Atkins and it was the only place where we could like, quote unquote, pig out oh, because man. it's all you can meet. That doesn't have oh. any sauces or anything. And then that was our like, oh, yeah, we're going to freaking go crazy we're going at Rhodesia ham. on our Atkins. Nice. So your, was your whole family like into dieting or concerned about their weight? Absolutely. I okay. mean, I don't think there was ever a moment where somebody wasn't on a diet. Okay. And my mother actually owns a dieting company at this point. So it was like a what? 
Yes. Are you allowed? I, I was going <laughs> to say, are you allowed? Are you comfortable expanding on that? I have actually never asked you what what is the nature of her job. Of course. Yeah. I mean, she is. I don't want to blow up her space yeah. because she is a nurse practitioner, mm -hmm. but she does clinical medical diets where she goes in and she decides if you qualify and then you get a hormone and then you actually go on a diet, which I did, by the way, and I lost 45 pounds, mm -hmm. but I ate 500 calories a day. Oh, geez. For a month. That's not enough. Time. Just a reminder to well, everybody. This actually feels really relevant because this is something. I mean, I highly encourage everyone to follow Megan because she's mm -hmm. such a good follow. Mm -hmm. You're so entertaining, but also. That I, I do know. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yes. I've loved what, like following you. I've like, I already feel better about everyone. Oh, I love that. You know what okay, I, like, that's exactly what I want to yeah, hear. Yeah, it's such great, great content. And it's just living life and like, like. Not to objectify you, but like... No, no, you're welcome to. In a hot way. Thank yeah. you. Yes. I mean, one of my biggest things is like pushing out content that we don't normally see from fat women. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the things that's really been eye-opening is just existing as myself as a hot body is mm -hmm. completely radical to people, mm -hmm. you know not having any excuses, not trying to put like, but this is the way I feel or it's okay. It's like, no, I'm living my fucking life and mm -hmm. I'm trying to show it to the world so that other people are inspired to do so With as well. no editing. No editing. <laughs> yes, like, I, mean. I literally look at stuff and I'm like, <laughs> look at her. Like, she's amazing. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. I, that's actually something that I was hoping to touch on because that's something that I think that you do so, so well is just really emphasizing the point that, fat bodies should be allowed to exist and mm -hmm. that we shouldn't we shouldn't wait until we look a certain way or until we weigh a, a certain number mm -hmm. in order to live our lives and you're someone who really embodies that because you travel a lot you do so many things you're active um you talk about sex and dating and relationships a lot and i know honestly from personal experience when i was heavier i was nervous to do a lot of those things because mm -hmm. i thought they weren't for me and i'm wondering was there ever a time that you thought those things were not for you? I mean, for most of for my most life, of life yeah. you know, this wasn't something that just I just woke up and I was like, I'm going to be a confident hot bitch today. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it is a journey and it is something that you have to work for yourself every single day. And I mean, every single day, I don't feel that way about myself, but I hope that the good outweighs the bad and mm -hmm. that I put in those things that I need to do to secure myself so that I can, for the most part, feel neutral about myself or be fucking Positive. excited about the shit I'm doing in yeah. my life. Because you know what? I spent so much time thinking, especially, you know, when it comes to body dysmorphia and fat politics and the way that we exist in this world, you know, I spent so much time thinking I wasn't capable of doing these things, of having a loving partner, of having a successful mm -hmm. business, of putting myself in front of a brand and being Someone that like almost 100,000 people actively follow is nuts to me. Yeah. Like still to this day, like that feels absolutely nuts to me that people like actually are wanting to enjoy my content and enjoy my life because it is a reflection of my life. Yeah. And, you know, I think if I was able to tell like 15 year old Megan what's going on in her life, she literally wouldn't believe me. That's yeah. the best thing. But and we were saying before, like Emily's like, oh, and you started this journey. And you said, I started this journey to loving myself or whatever. Most of the time when we're seeing journeys, it's like uh, with a tangible goal, right? It's a weight loss journey. It's a I want to dress better journey mm -hmm. or whatever. This was a body neutrality and dare I say self-love journey. How 
do you create that journey? Like what were the, the steps that you were taking? I think for me, it was getting out of a diet obsessed household mm-hmm. and deciding that they are allowed to do what's best for them and their bodies. But it's but not necessarily best for you. Exactly. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that I have to live in that constant yeah. cycle. So I think, you know, getting rid of those people mm-hmm. and getting out of, you know, I was at 25, I was in kind of an emotionally abusive relationship where that person did shame me yeah. about my body mm-hmm. and the way that I looked. And luckily I just had enough. And I was like, you know what? I know I'm hot. I don't yeah. need you to tell me my hot, but the fact that you don't think that I'm attractive or you're trying to manipulate me says everything I need to know about you. And I luckily broke up with him right then and there. I had an epiphany where I was like, mm-hmm. I'm fucking done with this. Like I'm done hating myself. Mm-hmm. And it is so insane to just be like, poof. But just that Turn one it off. step <laughs> helped me to have clarity where yeah. I was like, you know what? So many people spend so much of their life thinking about what they can change and how they look like. And I was like, if this is the way it's going to be for the next 80 years, what's the fucking point? Uh So I might as well just like fake it till you make it. Yeah. You know, put on that fake confidence. And then I like to say that it's like, you know, if you emulate something enough, you eventually absorb those characteristics. Mm. Yeah, I really believe in that too. And that resonates with me so much. Like, I think there are people in their 80s and 90s who are still like, yeah, I could lose five pounds or like, or or (laughs) want to change their entire being. My grandma is one of them. You know, she stopped eating ice cream at night because she wants to lose weight. I'm like, grandma, you're 90 years old. Where are you going? But (laughs) oh my God, I hope at 90 years old, I'm like in Italy chugging down some gelato and whistling at some cuties. I mean, I'm going to be doing heroin. That's what I'm going to be doing. (laughs) Yeah, might as well. I'm going to do all the drugs. I'm already on my way out. (laughs) But I mean, that is a real thing. And I, that's why when 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 I went into eating disorder recovery, mm-hmm. that's really what kept me going is like, do I want to be 80 years old still dealing with this or do I want to deal with the uncomfortable feelings now and then later I can just live my life? Do I want to spend hours of my day thinking about food and oh my, my body God. and am I worthy enough to go in public? Am I, like, I don't know if everybody else is having these thoughts. But no, these thoughts absolutely. That, yeah. It takes up a lot of time, no matter what kind of disordered eating or eating disorder you have, like it it kind of takes over your life. Yeah. And I don't think people realize like, the mental gymnastics that you go through when your entire day is planned around what meals mm-hmm. and what things you're putting into your body. And mm-hmm. it just becomes obsessed. It's the only thing that you can think about. I know I'm speaking from personal experience, yeah. but I remember, you know, doing calorie counting and every day being like, okay, how little calories can I eat today? Mm-hmm. How much can I burn working out? And what's the lowest number? And I would just think about that dream number mm-hmm. all day. It's mm-hmm. like, that's not being a functioning adult. Yeah. And for me, you know, realizing that I had an eating disorder because when you exist in a fat body, you know, it's even more shame or like, you know, people do not people take you seriously. That you have one. Yes, yeah. because it's like, oh, well, you're failing. Yeah. Or, you know, right. right. You know, great job yeah. at your eating disorder. Maybe you should try harder. I literally had someone Ugh. say that to me once. When maybe you should try yes. harder? Yes. That is disgusting. Well, people are mean. I mean, people, yeah, are, people, people are, mean. are fucking mean every day. People yeah. are mean every day, especially on the internet. Mm. But but there's also this mass, you know, perception of eating disorders that it mm-hmm. has a certain look, mm-hmm. and it just simply doesn't. Like if you were to survey, or you know, it's so hard to study these things because it's hard to you know pin down. Yeah, but. 
if you did, if you surveyed people, um, it's certainly not just emaciated people who have eating disorders. Right. And the problem is when you um, when you diagnose it based on a low body weight, you're missing the emotional aspect to Mm -hmm. it and like how tortured it can actually make someone Mm -hmm. and Um, how unhealthy as well. Oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) No, but I think that that's like what's missed in the conversation is like how unhealthy. And, you know, when I was at my peak eating disorder, I was the smallest I've ever gotten was like a 12, 14. Mm -hmm. And I remember looking at photos and looking at my face and seeing how dull and seeing that mm. I was kind of like skeleton-like mm. and how many people came up to me and said how healthy I was. Mm. It makes me want to scream internally. I actually, I have a friend, well, she's like an internet friend, one of those people oh, that you talk to. I love to. those internet They're friends. the best friends. Um, Abby you know Chatfield, she is a great personality podcaster in Australia and she's recently lost a lot of weight and she was putting she put up a story the other day that she was like I'm actively trying to eat more like this is happening because of stress and stuff and like I'm feeling really bad about myself actually right now so if you guys could hold off on the you look so great comments Mm -hmm. that would mean a lot to me and then they kept sending them to her people were like but girl you're slut you know like you look amazing. And she's like, read the room. <laughs> and it's like, it's, I'm stressed and I'm not enjo- like. Well, first off, uh, the Internet is a horrible place for anyone who's currently struggling with their body. Mm-hmm. And, you know, nothing about that surprises me because I've literally talked on specific posts about my struggles with eating disorders. And mm-hmm. I lost my best friend at 25 to an eating disorder. So this oh, I'm is so sorry. Very, oh, thank you. This is very close to my heart because. Yeah. You know, it's something that we just kind of accept as a society Mm -hmm. and not only accept, but encourage. Mm -hmm. And when I've discussed these things, I literally have had people be like, well, you should probably go do that again. Or, (laughs) you know, fuck right off. And I've seen it happen to other creators, too, where they do lose a massive amount of Mm -hmm. weight, especially fat creators who've lost weight Mm -hmm. and people feel a certain type of way. I was going to ask about also that. Also, it's yeah. very upsetting because I'm like, the whole point is for all of us to do what is right for us mm. and yeah. have bodily autonomy. Mm-hmm. So I don't agree with being upset about fat people who have lost weight because we're all in our own struggle. And whatever is your neutral place or whatever is going to bring you peace, do it. Mm-hmm. I feel like people... I saw when Adele lost weight. Absolutely. They felt like they had been abandoned by her and that Mm -hmm. it was something like she was saying to them, then it's not okay for you to look this way anymore because I don't look that way anymore, but I don't. But meanwhile, she never said anything about her weight. No, she did. Did she? Oh, she did. Yes. I I was going to say, like, I I don't agree with the backlash of Adele, but I do understand losing your fat icons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, you know, you're like this beautiful, talented, fat human being and resonating with that. But at the same time, I do think Adele did make comments about how she could finally find love and how she could finally be happy. So that is my only... You know, everything is a little new nuance. Everything is nuanced. Yeah. You know, I didn't. What, what, I didn't know about that. That's like extremely problematic. It's exactly. Ups- <laughs> but it's upsetting too that that it's so ingrained in her that she thinks that that is true. Whereas you were in a relationship where somebody was making you feel like shit and that you didn't deserve it. You know, like love, and you were like, "Wait, I do." You know, I'm able to see this, um, and I I understand her saying I don't like her saying that but I understand her saying oh I feel like I can finally find love because that's what's been depicted to me in media 
I think not just media, society, society as a whole. Yeah, you know, yeah. I I had a really interesting conversation with somebody who was asking me who's in a bigger body dating advice. And they literally told me, they're like, I specifically post photos of when I was heavier because I'm so afraid of going on a date and yes. not meeting their expectations. Yes. And that's the norm. Yes. That's not like the exception to the rule. And I think bodies are so close to how we're feeling about ourselves and how we interact with dating you know, there is so many things to be said about that because, you know, if we're not feeling great about ourselves, like putting yourself out there is already going to feel horrific mm-hmm. oh, in every yeah. single way. Mm-hmm. Opening yourself up to rejection. Yeah. And then, you know, you're always thinking, well, my experience uh, when I was in a larger body was like, no matter what the reason was for somebody not wanting to date me, mm-hmm. I would blame my body. Oh. Yep. And like, Getting out of that way of thinking. Well, at a certain point, it was like, well, this isn't actually even better because it's not my body. It's my personality. But but I would blame my body. And like that wasn't even it half the time. Like, I think we put this emphasis on on bodies, on like having a certain body type to appeal to men. And I'm yeah, just which like, is so fucking hilarious. Yeah, like they don't even <laughs> fucking care. Like, well, can we- I don't think that's fair, actually, because I do think they care. But guess what? My body is a great thing to get rid of the assholes because if yeah. that's something you really yeah. and that's why I want people to like reframe it. It's like if that's the only thing people care about, and if they're looking to fetishize or hate you, they're gonna let you know within one freaking second right and so you go you go okay bye and then you move on and i know it's such a hard thing because it's so hard to not take personally but as somebody who has spent so many of their years on tinder on bumble i actually am thankful sometimes of being a fat woman because you know i'm like if they're into me and they're into it they're gonna let me know quicker rather than later Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients and just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Well, on the other side of that, do you experience people fetishizing you for your weight? Oh my God. Yes. I could see that being a really big problem (laughs) Uh, on dating apps. I mean, I think that's the issue with being a fat woman too. It's either like we are the most grotesque thing on the face of the Mm -hmm. planet 
or we literally are fetishized to the point where we're not a human. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to reach that in between. Yeah. And, you know, dating while being in a fat body is opening yourself up to being hated. Right. Well, how do you tell the difference between somebody just being wildly attracted Mm -hmm. to you and somebody somebody fetishizing? fetishizing. (laughs) I like to say, you know, pick up on what they're saying because it's one thing to tell someone beautiful or gorgeous, but as soon as they're like, oh, I'm obsessed with your body type or Mm. you're not usually my type, but I love fat tits. Mm. Or, you know, why don't you just smother me? Oh, (laughs) Oh, smother. That's like a buzzword. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like confidence and smother just get me, you know, all wild, riled up. Confidence used to be, (laughs) that used to be something that got on my nerves so much. Like, oh my God, I love how confident you are. And it's like, Mm. um, I'm not. Should I not be? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I still get that every single day. And it's really hard because I actually am a confident woman. You like, are. I present with confidence, but I think I have so much trauma of people being like, you're wearing a bikini. You're just so confident. Good oh for my you. God. I can't believe you would even dare to wear that in right. public. It's like, a, it's like a backhanded compliment. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh like, my God. Oh, I could never. I could never. And Because it's bad. Because <laughs> it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, your face during that was so funny. Just your blue eyes. Just because it's bad. <laughs> Remy has the best facial expressions. <laughs> Very expressive face. Well, that actually reminds me of something that I wanted to um, to bring up, which is thin privilege. We know it exists. I've been thinking about it because... Part another thing that I love that you post um, is just the food you eat. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Like I love looking at pictures of what people are eating. I love like yeah. bitches slurping up noodles. There's yeah. something ooh, just that sound ASMR. I love on all the Bravo shows how you get to see what they order. Yes. Oh yeah, it's my, my favorite that's a great thing. Point. Yeah. It's fascinating. So, but I do notice when you post pictures of you having, you know, pad CU, there's always some comments that are like, you're promoting obesity. Mm, Whereas mm. if I post a photo mm-hmm. of myself eating pad CU, it's cute and it's, you know, lovely. Oh, she's enjoying a meal. I never get a negative comment. And do you, like, how do you respond to people? Do you respond to them at um, all? I post more photos and videos of me even looking hotter, mm-hmm. eating a more designated, even though food doesn't have any, like, designations, unhealthy food. And I'm like, eat it up, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Lick it <laughs> up, To be baby. perfectly honest. Love yes. it. Love it. But I, I do think that is something that is so, it just is a clear sign of, like, what we assign to fat bodies. And it's like, how dare we fuel our bodies? And how dare we be comfortable eating food in front of people? I mean, I used to take my tray in middle school Mm -hmm. and go hide in the bathroom because I had so much shame around eating and I didn't want anyone to look at me. Yeah. Like Caddy Heron. (laughs) (laughs) Eating alone in the bathroom. Yes, that was me circa like 2001. And it was purely because you didn't you weren't comfortable eating in public? Yes, absolutely not. Would, but were you comfortable around your family? Because like, I'm just thinking about like how dieting was so prevalent with them. Like, I think it's a complicated place because I do come from immigrant family. Okay. So food is very much a part of our cultures mm-hmm. and, you know, sharing food. And we do love food. And I think mm-hmm. that that was such a hard contrast. So it's like, constantly being on a diet and also being like food is, is so important, important thing to and us such yeah a thing. And like i do think that led a lot it's of a my mind family fuck. like that's where my love of food comes from yeah. it comes from my family especially like my step family is taiwanese and 
everything is about food and, you know, having those wonderful things. And like I said, like, you know, it's not as simple as just being like family shame or otherwise. I no, just think of course not. with my body dysmorphia, not knowing, you know, what I actually look like and feeling fear that I was like this. I literally thought in my brain that I was like this grotesque creature that mm -hmm. was like allowed to roam where the humans roam. <sighs> Goodness, that is yeah. extremely poetic. Thank you. But sad. It's very sad. Yes. I'm happy that you got out of it. Sad. <laughs> That's true. You ever, you ever read Robert Frost? <laughs> Isn't that one good? Isn't that one like, look at me. It's I'm melancholy. Going, I'm going yeah, down some the other way. way. That's, that's, the, that's one poem. Okay. It, it's, you know, it's melancholy. You know, yes. Could it's I, one happy poem. Look at me. I'm rowing to the beat of my own drummer. He's got other sad stuff. <laughs> All right. Let's say uh, uh, Emily Dickinson. She killed herself, right? She did. Yeah. There you go. We're into the lesbians, though. The hell yeah. Emily Was Emily yeah. Dickinson a lesbian? Oh, yeah. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. That's wow, you're teaching me. Patriarchy, baby. <laughs> they don't want you to know. They don't want you to know. I love that. Well, we have been talking about bad body image days. I think it's something that is just a part of being human. It's something that everybody experiences. It doesn't matter mm -hmm. if you've had a big body change or if you're in a bigger body, smaller body. It's just you're not always going to feel your best. Feeling and funky. I, yeah. Yeah. Do you... Um, do you suffer from bad body image days? Absolutely. And yeah. what and do it's you, a part of being human. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you, I mean, what do you do to cope with them? I think I just really focus on, you know, like what, like my, our bodies are capable of such amazing things. And I feel like it's such a privilege to be quote unquote, like able to do things and functioning and, you know, and I think that like, for me, one of the things that I do is I put on a really ridiculous outfit mm. and I go to Target. <laughs> oh, yeah. So what kind of outfit are like we talking something about? Something with like glitter, shiny, like I have one that kind of looks like a sexy Barney, Ooh, you know, it's okay. like a purple, shiny jumpsuit. Okay, some fun cool. boots. And I just amble through Target yeah, and, and enjoy life. through Target and I yeah. give myself like a $100 limit, which doesn't exist at Target. Mm -hmm. That's right. $300. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? I'm not a rich person. And but then, I look like one. Oh, I, oh, yeah. That's usually I'm like, I just look expensive. Oh, that's my favorite thing. Just yes. looking rich. Oh, yeah. Love, Deceiving I love people. to look rich. I've got oh, my, my Target God. coat today. Oh, oh nice. Everyone thinks it's so fancy. It is not. I love a Target. I love Not Target. to get off. Yeah, <laughs> Do you like those Target dresses? Because they have. Which ones? There's. Um, yeah, there's there a, a lot of talk. There's a lot of stuff. No, there was a, a lot of talk about that they expanded into plus size and a lot not of people. Not in store. Were, not in store? No, that's not true. In Oregon, they had them. Not here. Oh, not in New York. Not in New York. And, yeah. Okay. So that's another okay. topic for another day. Okay. Yeah. But, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah that's I'll go actually, on a tantrum. Okay. Def <laughs> definitely follow Megan, guys, because she does talk a lot about problems with size inclusivity oh, as well yeah because you know a lot of these brands they claim to be size inclusive but they're not like absolutely it, not. i didn't know that they yeah, weren't it's in a the buzzword. new york store yeah because i was like oh they're doing so great but i was in oregon so yeah i mean that's exciting to me that it's, it's nice they that they're in oregon yeah, maybe great. they're working yeah. on it yeah, i mean hopefully lovely. it makes its way here yeah. i mean it, we literally look like we got off the boat like you know, from the pilgrimage, the clothes that I see at my Target. Yeah. Mm. Well, actually, it's probably worth mentioning you do also run a plus size resale uh, company. I do. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean. That's awesome. I currently live in Jersey City, which is a pretty medium sized city. And we currently do not have a single store that offers over a size of 3X and only three stores that offer over an XXL. Whoa. Despicable. Yeah. 
And that's in a city of 400,000 people. So when we talk about, you know, accessibility, it goes into like needing a white button down for an interview, Mm -hmm. needing jeans, you Mm -hmm. know, basic things. We're not even talking about having choices. We're talking about like people having access to the things that they need. And clothing is one of those things that is not only a luxury, but Mm -hmm. a necessity. Mm -hmm. And that fits into this like fat phobic rhetoric where it's like our basic needs are not met. Yeah. Yeah. And looking professional for an interview. Professional, not even looking is a, good. Is right. a privilege, apparently, according to well, your body I, I could ma- it could be the difference between you getting the job and not getting the job. 100%. And fat bias currently in corporate structure is actually legal in the U.S. What? Yes, you're allowed to be biased against fat bodies currently. What? Yes. On what you mean grounds? That, you, do you mean that there's no specific law that there's says you no can't? There's no specific laws that tell you you can't. And it's actually proven that if you are above the size 16, you're 40% less likely to get hired than your straight size counterpart. Wow. Oh my goodness. Holy shit. Yeah. I wonder if that's changed from work with work from home. If people can't judge people too, based on appearance. I would love to see that information. Right? That's a good question, yeah. Remy. You're, all, you're always here with the important questions. Listen, I don't know things, but I do wonder. I do. I have a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> you ponder? I do ponder. Pondering is half I've the been battle. i to ponder. Do we want to um, talk about this TikTok? I saw that you posted this, actually. A lot of people were posting mm-hmm. this. It was quite, um, I think the word is viral. It's super viral. viral. <laughs> um, so actually, a former guest of this podcast prior mm-hmm. to when we were hosting, but she has appeared. Um, she's a plus size model, Ella Halikas. Yep. She uploaded a video to TikTok and it went quite viral um, in which she was talking about her and a friend getting denied entry to a club and they were with a large group of people mm-hmm. um all thin women mm-hmm. who were granted entry and then the bouncer looked at them and said not tonight like kind of gave them a little up and down look and said not tonight mm-hmm. and um basically she was talking about you know how this happens quite frequently yeah. and this is a like world renowned model supermodel yeah in sports illustrated so yeah. imagine if it's happening to them what's going on with everyone else mm-hmm. i was gonna say i i've been in these situations where i've either been rejected or been with people who were rejected and what oh, happened yeah. then it it's, just was it, like okay. it's so um it's it's a mind fuck as well because you see who's willing to leave their friends behind. Yes, that's what I was going to say. I mean, yeah. in situations where it, it hasn't happened to me in a while because I just don't go to clubs. Um, but, you Same. know, when I used Amen. to go to clubs, um, <laughs> you know, it happened to me twice. And it was very clear, you know, what friends were mm-hmm. ready to be your like mm-hmm. ride or die, throw a tantrum. Mm-hmm. And then what friends were like, because I've been the friend that also was allowed right. in. And then my other friends who also happened to be fat femmes mm-hmm. were denied, mm-hmm. which is also a very interesting thing. So there's no, the, the worst part about this is that there's no rules. They can literally do whatever they want. But we really need to be having these conversations about like who gets to decide desirability and why does that have anything to do with being allowed in a club? Because they're catering to a certain clientele and women are seen as just like um, product. No, basically, you know, like if Mm -hmm. you if you roll up to a club with a bunch of hot girls, that's considered 
product. Yes. And like, unfortunately, that's that's how they see women. They look women in for free a lot of times because they want the men to keep coming back and spending bottle service and having their pick of whatever. And I I thought that this video was a um, it just sheds a light on the larger culture of like wanting to be friends with certain people because it looks good to other people and not because you're actually friends with them. Ooh, I think that's an excellent takeaway from mm-hmm. the specific topic because I do agree with that where I think that there is a lot of desirability politics mm-hmm. and how, you know, us, you know, especially as fat women, sometimes we're chosen to be friends so that we can uplift the way that other people look Ooh. Oh, as like the token fat friend the, in the group. The, Duff, if you yes, will, that yes. entire movie about a girl <laughs> oh, yes. being fat yes. who wasn't or, even fat. But I also find it super suspicious when I see a group of friends and not a single person is fat. I do too. Yeah. I do get suspicious when somebody doesn't have a single fat friend. Yeah. I'm because like, they're okay. so, I mean, it's like, on. why did that happen? Were you embarrassed of your friend? Did you never have that friend? Did you friend? ever have a friend yeah. that was fat? Yeah. Do you even care about the fat yeah. existence? Mm-hmm. Like, do you think you can even relate to fat people? And mm-hmm. the answer sometimes to all of those questions is no. Yeah. Can you not be friends with them because you're always calling yourself fat? And I, by, uh, right? God, I've had some of my closest friends, which luckily I think they've learned. Mm-hmm. But I had an incident recently with somebody who is a colleague of mine in like the entrepreneur sense. And they posted a meme that was like, if the people on my so-called life, the 600-pound life show, which I'm messing up the name. My 600-pound life. Thank you. My 600-pound life. My so-called 600-pound life. I obviously do not watch your show. Yeah, it's Claire Danes. It's Claire Danes fused to a couch. And it said, you know, if they can have boyfriends, you can eat a taco. Um... What's the implication? The of implication that? is so that fat, they don't deserve it, so you can deserve the world. Yeah. So if fat people can somehow mm-hmm. gain romantic partners or have people actually care about them, how dare you try to starve yourself? You can have a taco because you're thin. Yeah. You are an okay. acceptable body. Yeah. Like so, don't worry about it. And I mean, I've even had that in my own relationship. You know, I. I'm dating somebody who is in the me- medical field. Who is? Mm-hmm. A, yeah, I don't want to say doctor because sounds he like he is I'm a doctor though. Bragging, but yes, yeah, he's but a I, do- <laughs> girl, you get you date that I know, doctor. I know. I'm always no, like, I uh, actually, I love that you're dating a doctor because I feel like so many trolls on the internet could be shut help. down. They use, yeah. you know, false healthism against you and like yes. call you unhealthy yes. and and nobody gives a fuck about your health. Let's be no, very clear about that. Let's put, I could die tomorrow. They'd yeah. be like, whatever. <laughs> they only do it to fat women though. And it's only to fat, well, I don't think only to fat women, fat people. Or but, fat people, yes. I'm just thinking in um, like the public eye. I saw a yes. TikTok recently Absolutely. there. It was like, uh, fat Joe, big pun. Like oh, yes. none of these guys of these ever people, got shit on Lizzo. for their weight. But Lizzo, who's just happy and uplifting and people. Lizzo can kick the shit out of all of and us. She can I know. dance on by stage the way. all night. Can we I talk can't. about her? She literally runs like yeah. five to ten miles yeah. a day. Oh yeah, and she she's incredibly strong too. She's, Do you know what lung capacity it takes to dance while playing a flute? A flute. Do you know how much lung capacity it takes to actually to play, play a flute? flute? To play a flute? Like, yeah. <laughs> let's even ignore the dancing part. Yeah, let's see. Let's see you play the flute. 
anonymous. Yeah, user uh. 006pong. <laughs> but, you know, like I, there recently was somebody who was on a podcast and went viral about how fat women will never get like people who make $100,000. Will I never saw that. like yeah. date a doctor and like, and I just was like, well, I make $100,000 yeah. and I'm damn a doctor. Re- so, yeah, you should you know. just repost it with the hmm, hmm. emoji. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just, I love that because, well, it's almost like, I don't want to get too much into like negative comments and stuff because we Mm -hmm. all know these people don't, you know, they're not happy themselves. They're not happy and and it's meaningless. So it's me, somebody needs to spew negativity and they're mad at their mom that day and that's what it is. It has nothing to do with you. I think the biggest issue is not the fact about so many people making the comments, it's that they're allowed to and that there is no protection. Mm for us at all on the internet. There's no ramifications for these people to literally say the worst thing they can possibly think about about my body. And I can do nothing about it. Right. Because reporting doesn't do anything. And okay, this is a question too. It's about reporting, but it's also just about terminology because we've been throwing around the word fat a lot in this episode. Mm -hmm. Yes. Would fat be a word that you would want, you know, what's it called when... They're like certain words that get restricted in the comments or whatever. Absolutely. Yes. Like when you're, it's like you're not allowed to say um, slurs. You're not allowed to say any. If you say bitch sometimes, they'll be like, hey, do you want to say this? Or like asshole. Yeah. They'll say like, this looks like comments Uh, that have been taken taken down. down. Right. No, I mean, absolutely not. I'm always like, try me. I would actually very upset and possibly host a campaign against Instagram for not allowing fat because the word fat is not the issue. Right. It's other words like obesity just getting thrown around, which now I take highly offensive because the only reason why people are using that word because they know it is a slight against fat bodies. Mm -hmm. To me, fat is a neutral descriptor. Mm -hmm. It is a way that I am allowed to describe myself. Mm -hmm. And the more I use it in a general setting, the more that power gets taken away from using it against me. Right. And I feel... Very, very, very strong about this. Mm -hmm. And that's why I use it constantly. However, I do think that, you know, as somebody who has had that word used against me, we're all in our own personal struggle with it. And I'm not going to describe other people with Mm -hmm. that word without knowing how they feel about it. But yes, I mean, I should be able to use what I want to to describe my own body and my own existence Mm -hmm. on the fucking internet. Yeah. So do you think... Like just for the general population, if there's somebody who does identify as fat and describes themselves as fat, do you think that, you know, the rest of us should should feel okay to call them fat, to say like she's a fat woman, you know, to to use it as freely as they do? Because like I have an issue with that sometimes. I think yeah. no, I think your point is fair because when we talk about thin privilege yeah. and talking about how that's been used against fat bodies, so having somebody who does have thin privilege use that word towards us can feel a little weird. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think it's right or wrong because like I said, that's a personal journey. Mm-hmm. But I do think there's something to be said about understanding your thin privilege and understanding like where how to become an ally to fat and there's people. context. And context is like, everything. Yeah, if you're not just like, oh, this giant fat per, you know, like whatever. Yeah, it's like, like my friend is weird. a fat I feel activist. like I'm like a She-Hulk, like right. taking over yeah, the city. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. a lot of it has to do with tone. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
I do actually have a question because you do, you travel a fair amount. I do, yes. Do you notice a difference in the way that people treat you in different countries or do you think it's pretty much the same? Absolutely not. I mean, it's something that I always have to be really aware of and I'll specifically either prepare myself to feel or be treated differently or go to places of which that there is fat acceptance. So like I recently went to Norway and I was a little nervous because I do tend to have more straight sized people from what I I thought I Mm. knew. And so I asked my group, um, I'm in like a traveling well fat. I'm also in like oh, fat cool. girls traveling group. So Fun. we have these resources where we can like be like, hey, is it safe to travel here? Or what like were your Facebook experiences? Group? Okay. Yeah. So like, you know, like so we can feel safe and protected. And that even increases yeah. the more marginalized you are, obviously, when it comes to traveling. So, you know, I asked my group and they were like, Norway was fantastic. Like nobody even like mm-hmm. bothered me. And there was plus size people. And I was like, Hmm, huh, great. Okay, yeah. great. But I definitely have had situations. I mean, when I went to Japan, I was fully prepared to have yeah. people, mm. you know, stare at me. Well, you know, J- me Japan oddly. is one of those cu- places that is very homogenous because there's yes. not much um, immigration. Like they have really strict immigration laws. Insanely, yeah. Yes. So like, even if you're tall, like I'm sure say, people would look blonde, at me. Yeah, like blonde, or, yes, or yeah, tall definitely. with like red hair. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like somebody. You know, my stepdad is Taiwanese, but he's six foot two. And even when we go to Taiwan, it's like, who is this yeah. guy? And oh, he's really? 100% Taiwanese. He was born there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's really like, like you said, a homogeneous um, culture. So, but I was honestly, and like talking about pretty privilege, you know, like yeah. I was actually treated with kindness and people were really interested in me. Were some bartenders obsessed with the size of my boobs and told me? Yes. <laughs> but it was actually said in a loving way. So I wasn't really that upset, you know, and I made jokes. I had the biggest butt in all of Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like a badge of honor, you know. Well, I, so, I say some people could be looking as just like, oh, wow. Like we've never even, you know, like, yeah, like who are you? I usually you? I'm like androgynous, like ethnically androgynous. Mm-hmm, so I yeah. just have people be like. Huh? What's going on there? It's yeah, they're just, they're curious. <laughs> they're they're interested, know, but I don't know. It's like <laughs> you know. So sometimes they actually think like I get Asian. I used to get Asian like growing up with my stepdad. Oh, and people okay. be like, we see the resemblance. We just laugh at each oh, other. That's so funny. You know? Yeah, because so indigenous. Funny. They so always Asian, try to force a resemblance with family. Like people, yes. my sister and I, we are sisters, but people be like, you guys look alike. I'm like. We don't. Guys, you, no, Remy, you do we look. You no, do. we oh. don't. You don't look like, no, I'm going to see a photo. I'm going to Similar disagree. mannerisms and they, our mouths I think similarly. you look like sisters, not twins. Okay. You're like my That's eyebrows. Fair. Yeah. Same. Mine too. Yeah. <laughs> one's fluffier. Yeah. Oh, this one's so fluffy and right? this one's so like, flat. And mine are blonde. It's like so freaking annoying. <sighs> oh, so you have to fill them in every day. Every day. day. It's a you don't have to. You know what? You were saying You were saying that. I don't do them every day, actually. You were saying that living in a larger body can be a good litmus test for like shitty people. Julia Fox was like dyeing your eyebrows blonde Mm. is a good litmus test to get like shitty men away. Yeah. Cause they're like, you're weird. Yeah. You're weird. It's like, if you can get past (laughs) these brows, well, I used to say that the eyebrows are the boobs of the face. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Cause they're the focal point. Yes. And they they frame the face. Sure. Sure. Well, at least I got one of those. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, okay. So one more thing I, I was hoping to touch on, which is you kind of already brought it up, but you are very, very beautiful. Oh, I mean, it's a fact. It's not a compliment. It's a fact. So asymmetrical. It hurts me. <laughs> oh. So I'm, I'm wondering, like, do you notice 
certain privilege that you have compared to other fat creators, mm. either because you are attractive or because you are able-bodied or, or for, you know, any reason that you could think of. But do, is that something that you've had to acknowledge as well? It's funny because when I finally, like at 28 years old, stop like hating myself was just when I learned about pretty privilege. And I was <sighs> like, oh, I just got to have hating myself. Now I have to like accept that I have like privilege. pretty privilege now. Mm. And I was like, this is a weird feeling inside yeah. right mm -hmm. now. But I do think that like, you know, like all of us, we have our marginalizations and we have things that, you know, give us advantages. And I do think, you know, it's hard for me to even say that I'm very pretty and that's something that goes into body dysmorphia. Mm. I am coming out of a place where I feel like I put myself together as a shield so that the world oh. can't attack me and can't hurt me. And it's mm -hmm. something that I've put up for a long time where it's like, okay, I always have to look a certain type of way so that I'm an acceptable fatty. Mm. And now... I am just like, no, like you're allowed to be accepting of, that you're attractive. You're allowed to be weird. Mm -hmm. You're allowed to not put on your eyebrows every day. And yeah. that's something that's new for me where I'm like, yeah. finally at 31, like I said, like, you know, everyone likes to throw like confidence in things. And it's like, I'm still trying to figure out my own self. And I do think that like, yes, I do accept that I have more privileges than other people. And I hope other people feel the same way. Yeah, because it's yeah. true. We all have privileges that other people do not, uh -huh. and, and we I, can use those privileges and we can use to those uplift. For good. Yeah. yeah, yes, and it's like I hope that I'm using mine for good. But I do think that like I am treated differently because I have modeled, like I uh -huh. have walked down a runway, like uh -huh. I do have, like I am fat and I'm larger than I was, but I do have like somewhat of an hourglass frame, even though yeah, you have a very like you know it's proportionate, it's yes. proportionate. I'm yeah. Very, symmetrical yeah she is <laughs> i once dated someone and that was their compliment to me they're like your face is just so symmetrical you know that, that's like, <laughs> it's like a nice thing to it's say so but funny. it feels weird it feels so it's just weird like it's people who are saying it are asymmetrical they're literally <laughs> just being like oh i can't imagine yeah they've put their face through that app a few times I oh do god it. i've never done Twins. that oh do you know do you know what it is yeah so i can picture they it they divide your face in half Whoa. and then they show if it was symmetrical oh, shit uh, you know what but they show like. each side. So like right side of Remy, she's a gorgeous. I just love, <laughs> I love her. All of our favorites. Left you know side that Remy, Remy is a goblin. <gasps> like I'm like. Me she hulking, you know, my fat body around New York City. Like my left side Remy, her eyes go two different directions. She's like. <laughs> I feel that about my I have boobs. No nose. I'm yeah. like, you know, one boob is like, yeah, we're hanging on. Another boob is like, la 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 la. I, I know that's boob. Yeah. I recently discovered that one of my breasts is like a half cup size bigger than the Mazel other. Tov. Yeah. And so I bought these um <laughs> I bought these silicone <laughs> inserts for my bra. Good for so you. that I could put one I could fill one out a little bit more. I've been following there's a girl on TikTok who has an uneven chest, like an A and a D. Mm -hmm. Wow. And she just loves it. I and she love just rocks that. it. Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, we're all like, we're all a bunch of weirdos. We all look different. Like, this idea of like this specific way that you are supposed to look and exist mm -hmm. is just not attainable or, and also bullshit. It's meant to distract us. Yeah. Or like, um, I'm just thinking about the club thing again and how like, I feel like I've heard men insult each other's girlfriends or wives or being like, oh, couldn't he get somebody better? Oh, she's Ugh. she's too big. She's whatever. And it's like you come to realize at a certain point that they're with them because they like that. 
You know, like they find that attractive. Not everybody has to find what you find attractive, attractive, you know, like, and people aren't a trophy. Exactly. No, but these are people who are thinking of people as a trophy or a status Mm. symbol. Yeah. And rather than a human. And I feel that because I felt like I would never be that. Mm -hmm. And I've had that happen Mm -hmm. where my ex of like three years came to me drunkly and was like, you know, I had a conversation with my best friend and they said like, you know, they can't believe that I'm with a fat woman mm-hmm. and that I could do better. And I just was like, Disgusting. I'm eight years younger than you. Like, yeah. <laughs> so like, much I'm smarter, like, so much I'm cooler. Like, this is a fuck, I'm like, I love you, you love me. Like, why are you even telling me this? And mm-hmm. that's, not the that's only the other time. thing. Why would you Why tell are me you that? Even telling me this? Are and you telling the me next that question to inspire is, me? What did you say? Yeah, yeah. What did, what did he say? He was like, "I just shut it down," and I was like, "That's not enough." But we'll talk about that another yeah. day. Yeah. Okay. You know, and Fair. I think that's why. Also, when it comes to like, you know, self acceptance, and it's like, I want to like me. That mm-hmm. needs to be the number one priority. The mm-hmm. rest of the world can hate me. And that can be their thing. But I'm just trying to become a better version of me. And that is me in this body, the way it's existing, mm-hmm. the way it is. Like, I don't want to change. Like, and I think that's what drives fat phobes nuts is that yeah. I am not trying to change myself. Yeah. I am just trying to exist and live on this godforsaken planet just like everyone else. And, you know, I think that that's a really hard concept for people because it's like when you spend your entire life thinking that you are supposed to be this one thing, you're trying to achieve this thing and you're not and you're miserable. And then you see a fat person Mm -hmm. who is not only not miserable, but actually having a good time. Mm -hmm. It's like, how fucking dare they? Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Preach, retweet, copy and paste. I'm obsessed. <laughs> I love you. I'm so happy that you came on the show. Where can people follow you? Oh my goodness. Please follow me on my personal Instagram. It's Miss Giggles, M S G I G G G L E S. And then there's a bunch of stuff over there. So if you're into it, you know, click the follow button. It's a one stop shop. Absolutely. For everything. It's a really Ms. fun Giggles. times. Yes, very fun time. <laughs> very giggly times. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much, Megan. We loved having you. Yes, you're the best. And that's it for today's episode. Guys, be sure to send your questions to dst at betches.com to get them answered. Yes. Let us know how you like this episode. If you want Megan back, Megan, are you willing to come back? Absolutely. Hell yeah. Uh, Follow us at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram. If you like this episode, please write us a review. And don't forget to check out our DST merch on shop.betches.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Then, of course, follow me at Remy Casimir. Follow me at Lubination. And again, follow Megan at Miss Giggles with three Gs. And we're always with you. You're thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Aliza Zinn. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Aliza Zinn. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com or your voicemails to 212-287-5650. Betches.